Blog Talk Radio. It is Wednesday, December 10th, and I'm here with Kevin from the London Competition Club. He is the president of the club since 2006. (laughs) Too long. (laughs) Too long. And this show is being aired on Monday, December 15th. So what we're going to talk to Kevin about tonight is the difference between entering contests in Canada, sweepstakes in the United States, and competitions and prize draws in the UK. Thank you for being my guest, Kevin. It's a pleasure. It's nice to be here. Sorry about the weather. That's okay. It's warmer than Canada. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose it would be, actually. You could have won some sunshine, though, couldn't you? I'm good. I'm not that good. (laughs) I'd have to win a trip to the Caribbean. (laughs) I'm sure you'll be back soon. I'll be back. I plan to win another trip. Oh, good. You have to attract it. I will attract it. And you need to win a trip to Canada. I do. I've never been to Canada. And I, I have tried to win a trip to Canada, but I've never been successful yet. Yet. But Excellent. I'm ever optimistic. So, we had a chance to talk a little bit about before the interview. And in Canada, we are still very much just entering uh, what we call contests or sweepstakes. Just put your name in, and you can either enter every day, weekly, monthly, or some of them are on a daily basis, depending on the promotion. And the companies use it to attract new customers, get into permission marketing lists, and really start a dialogue with the customers. But I think it's different here than it is in Canada and the U.S. Well, I think the premise is the same. Obviously, competitions are run to highlight you know, a new product or something. Uh, so, so the kind of marketing strategy is the same, I think. But we have competition for prize stores, which are slightly different from contests and sweepstakes. Uh, normally, competitions have an element of skill attra- uh, attached to them. So it could be a tiebreaker where you might have to write a slogan in a certain number of words, or a photography competition, or a recipe competition. We also have prize draws, which were free to enter but legislation changed last year which meant that promoters could request a purchase in order for the consumer to qualify for entry. So now you have to buy the product, fill in your name and address on the entry form, send it off, but you're, you're literally paying to enter. So, um, so wait a minute, how do you get an entry form? If I go into a supermarket and buy a box of you know, cereal or Kleenex or a packet of whatever, where do I, is the entry form inside? It might be inside, it might be on the box itself, it might be on the neck collar of the bottle of wine, or the entry forms may be readily dis- uh, displayed in the supermarket. So you might be able to pick up an entry form and it will say, you can enter to win this fantastic prize when you purchase this product. So you then send in your till receipt or barcode along with the entry form and oh, so you hope the for the barcode. best cut the barcode off yes, the product. Yes, so but occasionally, the more expensive products perhaps, 
will contain the entry form within the packaging itself. So they know that you had to have gotten yeah. it from inside yeah. the package, yeah. so they don't require anything else. Unless you're very clever and you take the neck collar or you open a box. <laughs> Not that I ever do things like that. Actually, I, I, I don't say believe that's it's illegal. That's, no, I don't think it's illegal, but I say it's bad karma. I've done that in the past. Yes. I won a prize once and I felt so guilty. I thought I'm never doing that I again. I know, I know. It does make you feel quite bad. And I thought, I'm going to lose somewhere else in life, so it's not worth it. Yeah. No, you're right. I think you're right. I think you have to do as you would be done by, really, and uh, have a certain amount of integrity. So, yeah, so that could get expensive, and that means now. On those ones, can you enter every time you purchase? Like, if you have a kid that goes through, you know, Cocoa Puff, you know, yeah. three boxes a week, can you enter three times well, a week? Well, I think increasingly, um, the terms and conditions state it's one entry per person or one entry per household. So you have your closing date, which might be, for example, the 31st of December, and you can only enter once. So then you have to dream up another address and another name, one of your relatives or one of your friends and enter, you know, make multiple entries that way. So it's good to have a circle of friends, which I yeah, think Yeah, I, I have, I have several addresses in this country that I use. Oh, so you could use work But I don't own home. all those properties. You don't own them or you do own them? <laughs> I don't own them. Oh, you don't own them. <laughs> your best friends. Exactly. Your mom. Your brothers, your sisters, brothers, sisters cousins. cousins. Yeah, some people enter, you know, 20 plus times using that method but that's the, you know that, that's the way they See, but I think the marketing companies are silly to do that because they're just encouraging people to you know fudge yeah no exactly and, and sometimes you, d you do see a rule which says the entrant may enter as many times as they wish and that's great because you can enter every day well you think if they're the idea is they want you to pay for the product get the entry form that they would say that because if your exactly. kid is the kind you know if exactly. your house happens to go through billions of rolls of toilet paper or boxes of Kleenex or your kids go through cocoa puffs like they're going on a style it's just bad marketing that's strategy. just a bad marketing strategy because yeah. you want to increase exactly, those sales exactly. so they're trying they're trying to um, increase the sales but they're actually limiting your chance so it kind of doesn't make sense to me yeah, I find that very... You would think they would be actively encouraging you to buy the product as many times as possible. Not, not, only, not only increasing your chances of winning, but, but they increase sell, your selling sales. their product, yeah. Yeah, because then if you saw the product, the Kleenex on sale, and you knew you got one for everyone, you go, well, I better use it anyway. I might as well yeah. buy 25 boxes. Absolutely. And store Absolutely. it in the linen closet until the next competition. I mean, there is a promotion here at the moment with um, New Zealand Wine, and you have to um, go online, type in the code from your neck collar, and answer some questions about wine, the, trip, the, the prize of the trip to New Zealand next year. Um, but they don't ask you to actually buy the wine, so you can go to the supermarket and take the neck collar and enter as many times as you like. But again, that, in a way, that's a bad marketing strategy because they should request some kind of form of purchase to increase their sales, but they haven't. That's Not that I'm complaining, I might add. No, I don't think you'd complain, but I just, as a marketer, I find that 
slightly it's very strange. It's very strange. And they very often copy terms and conditions from a previous promotion which bear no relevance whatsoever to the current promotion. And you, you know, reading them is, is like a minefield. Yeah, that's because solicitors and lawyers <laughs> are very expensive. Exactly, exactly. And so if they pay the solicitor to write the rules once, they, could use, they think they could use them over and Absolutely, over. Absolutely, and they do. But in the States, you, you can get, especially in the United States, it's very litigious. They can get themselves into a lot of hot water doing that. Absolutely. No, you're right. But we're too nice in Canada. Nobody seems to sue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, litigation is always a bit of a dodgy area. But for, for those people that haven't ever heard my show before, my number one tip is always read the rules. Yes. Dodgy as they may be, yes. read them. Find out when you can enter, when it stops, how many times you can enter, any conditions, like you were saying. Now, what you said at one point, there's a tiebreaker, yes. and you have to write like a little... What does that mean? Why is it called a tiebreaker? Do they draw more than one name? No, in, in fact, it's, it's quite a, a strange term to use, I suppose, when you think about it, but it's basically a way of choosing the winner. So there's an element of skill involved, uh, and, and the, the judging panel will choose what, in their opinion, is the best entry. So it's not a random draw? It's not a random draw. I mean, uh, very occasionally, they will draw a handful of entries and judge those entries only. But generally, if there's a tiebreaker involved, they will choose the best entry. Well, that's not really a tiebreaker, is it? It's not really a tiebreaker, but that's what they call them. Complete the following tiebreaker. Because sometimes uh, they, are, they ask a question as well, a very simple question, which might be something like, what's the capital of France? Well, 99.9% .9 of the entrants are going to say Paris. So they know most of the entries are going to be correct. So then they have the slogan element, the tiebreaker element, to choose the winner. So they can see what's... What's a little bit better? It's 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 a test of subjective skill, I suppose. There can be no clear winner because they actually, you know, they 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 choose the winner from the entries submitted, the best entry in their opinion. See, we don't and the have judge's decision is final. Well, it always says that <laughs> in our rules too, even if it's not judged. Yeah, well, exactly. And sometimes we think they aren't judged. You know, sometimes the winning entry is so bad, we just think it must have been drawn. Now, do you have voting contests here? Well, we, we have yeah, occasionally like things where you have to vote for, I don't know, the Academy Awards or something in a competition, but, but that kind of voting. Okay, because we mean? have a lot of ones where the company will say, okay, uh, they're prom it's promoting, the well, this time of year, the Christmas lights. So there was a big one last year, and they want pictures of your house decorated up for Christmas. Oh, okay. Or something with lights in it, like the tree yeah. or the children or something you know, completely however, over the top. <laughs> something Christmassy, and they put them. You have to upload it, and yeah. then the the picture that gets the most votes wins. And I don't like those no. because it's not we do have what those. the company thinks is the best picture or yeah. what actually is yeah. the best picture, yeah. but it's who has. Who can cast the wider net? Who knows well, the most people absolutely. that they can get to vote? Yeah, it's not very fair. It's not fair we at all. We do have them, and in fact, they are becoming increasingly regular. It's called but I, I, I don't like them. I haven't done them. I don't like them either because I like, I'll like i enter them if it's judged by the company because then I know they are looking yeah. for certain criteria, and they will judge the best ones that fit their criteria for the contest. But 
if it's, you know, the world can vote, I don't enter those. I'll vote for my friends, but I don't enter them myself. Exactly. Because I, I just don't think that's very fair. Not my favorite type of competition, I'm afraid. No, it's not mine either, sadly. And the idea, the premise is really good to get the public involved, but I think it goes awry somewhere. <laughs> well, yes, exactly. I, I think it just smacks of unfairness, and I think, you know, it's, uh, you don't know where to start, really, because you just think, I've probably got no chance of winning. Now, do you have, what's really po becoming popular in Canada is more and more competitions are showing up on Facebook. Oh, really? I'm going to guess by that statement that they're not really popular here yet. Well, they haven't really started on Facebook, but what is increasingly happening here are text competitions. Yes, they're so big already. You, you text a code word or maybe a code word plus your name and address or a code word plus an answer and your name and address to a number, a short code number, and I have actually won a few te text competitions this year, but there's uh, a guy in our club in London who has won some fantastic prizes this year just from text entries. The least currently, the stats show that there's the least number of people entering text competitions, so your odds of winning are the highest, so if you haven't started yet, start. <laughs> and wait for the phone bill to arrive. It's not that... Okay, now, if you have to pay, that's a good question. Well, the, prob the problem is, here anyway, if it's a short code text number, you invari invariably have to pay between 10 and 25 pence, or even 30 pence to enter. It, it's not okay. included in any kind of text bundle or calling term. No matter what. Okay, because in Canada, I tell people to look for the words standard text messaging rate supply, and if you have a text package, you do not get charged. And if it says premium text messaging um, rates will apply, you will pay a fee. And they're usually pretty hefty. They're a dollar, two dollars, <coughs> up to five dollars. Well, some of, them. some of the text entries here, certainly for some of the magazine competitions, are two pounds a time. So that's four dollars Canadian. It's expensive. That is very expensive. And I'm not prepared to staff myself in order to do it. Well, if it was a really good prize, I might <coughs> do one. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, I did do one and I won it. So it's well, then it obviously was meant to be. Meant it was to be. You yeah. know, two pounds to win a weekend break or a holiday, it's great. You know, but obviously yeah, you think, okay, I'll, I'll do might, that one. You might have to enter an awful lot in order to get something back. Well, no, I would just throw one, one entry into the hat. But you're, 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 an, you're an addict. How can you only throw one in? Because of the cost. You're tempted, I'm also you're cheap. tempted I'm aren't you? I, I'm tempted, <laughs> but I'm also cheap, which is why I think I love the hobby, because in Canada, boy, my hobby would be so curtailed here because it costs to enter. Well, exactly. I mean, the to be honest, I, I, just kind of, I, I do kind of think if you're meant to win it, you will win it. And I'm a great believer in fate and attracting luck and positivity to yourself. And I, and I think you just have to go for it. I'm big on that, too. Because sometimes you can enter something hundreds of times and not get a sniff of a prize and other times you can enter for one prize once and you win it. Well, that's why I'm Sometimes I just think it, you know, it, it has your name on it. I entered for London. It was one entry per person only. You were meant to meet me because you couldn't get to meet Dave Foley. Uh, that comment is because while we were eating dinner, my friend Stephanie and I decided that Kevin looks like Kevin David Foley, which is a Canadian actor, which who we think is very cute. Google them, 
and uh, yeah, I was going to say he's very handsome and very charismatic. He is. And um, so we told him we looked like Dave Foley, unshaven though. He doesn't have Dave Foley right now. Has a little bit of goatee happening, and so, but very successful in the acting and comedy world. So it's a good, it's a good compliment. If I don't have a beard, I, I want a shaver. I want a razor. <laughs> it's true, I did. I want a razor. That's why I have no beard. I know the the, the uh, MP3 player I'm recording this interview on. I actually told Kevin I won, and he laughed. Of course you won it. <laughs> Why would you buy something? You're going to win it. I once had an operation and somebody phoned me and said, how are you? I said, I'm fine. I'm, I'm still alive. And he said, what happened? I said, I have to have an operation. And he said, did you win it? <laughs> Quite a good idea, actually. For the, uh, the, the British NHS. Uh, we you, know, have you know what it stands for, no hope of surgery. <laughs> we have in, in Ontario, we have OHIP, and the Americans would really appreciate it because they have dreadful health care costs and yeah. they have to buy extra insurance and things so yeah maybe the uh, the hospitals that are for profit should start running competitions why not you there, are co there are competitions everywhere else so why not in a hospital you know somebody so listening if you're going private why not somebody in a marketing department at a hospital is going to hear this interview <laughs> and you watch it's going to start <laughs> Someday, somewhere. Oh dear, it's dangerous. It'll it's so happen. Dangerous. We're giving the marketers good ideas. But we need to come up with a, a, a group in Canada, a lobby group, to change the laws back in Britain. Absolutely, because it's, it's becoming quite expensive to enterprise draws when you have very little chance of winning, really, because of the number of entries. But you think the entries will go down? I don't understand from a marketer's well, point maybe, of view. Well, why maybe would they you have discourage? Why would you discourage? your customers and your potential customers from entering. I, I don't understand I think, that. I think their attitude is, one, you're probably going to buy the product anyway, if it's a bar of chocolate, for example, in my case anyway. And two, uh, you know, it saves, it saves the hassle and the expense of employing a judging panel, um, running a tiebreaker competition involves judging sessions, notifying the winners, maybe going to a second tiebreaker stage so maybe they just think it's cheaper from their end from their end okay I do you know as a marketer I can't appreciate that but I thought the whole point was to start a dialogue with your customers yeah, exactly I mean I, th I think it's madness and I think lots of compers in the UK think it's absolutely ri ridiculous because you know we used to have so many tiebreaker competitions and because it was an element it involved an element of subjective skill. We didn't mind buying the product, whether it was a bottle of wine or a, a bottle of perfume or whatever, in order to enter, because we knew that our entry would be judged, therefore we didn't mind paying. Now, to pay to enter a draw where you're just going to be pulled out of a sack, hopefully, it just it, there's no kind of incentive, really, except you do get the bar of chocolate or the bottle of perfume or whatever. Yeah, now... We're I not happy, understand. we're not happy. No, I do, I do say we have to support the sponsors, because if the sponsors aren't supported, yeah. they of course you know, need to have the money to, to run more competitions in the future, and if they see they're being successful, then they will run more. Yes. But, and, and then also, in, uh, in the U.S., uh, mail-in is still very, very popular, so are you going to bother mailing away for no purchase entry? 
for a pin code to enter, or are you going to spend the 50 cents on the chocolate bar? You're going when to spend the 50 cents on the Hershey's bar. Yeah, like why not? And so. If only to sniff the wrapper. <laughs> I tell people what I do for things like that is I buy half and I send away for half because it's just not good to eat that much chocolate. <laughs> Yeah. But I do make sure I do You're a woman sponsor. of self-discipline now, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> to a point. Yeah, I mean, I think the downside for us, to be honest, is, is that there are now far fewer tiebreaker competitions. They are out there. But promoters know that they can get away with asking for a purchase. So, so they don't bother promoting the, the, the tiebreaker, the slogan. So nearly everything now is either text or entry form with a purchase and it's kind of dull it's made it's made the hobby here dull not not in terms of prizes because there are some great prizes to be won and there are lots of people especially in our in, in the LCC our, our competitors club in England uh, winning fantastic prizes whether they're draws or texts you know, they are out there and they are winning them but it's not quite as exciting as it used to be Canada and the UK need to take a lesson from the Americans because they yeah. have competitions where the prizes are huge and they get the people involved. When I was in Texas last month, I was listening to the radio, I was looking at the newspaper, there was so many things to enter and they involved you participating. So for example, one radio station had you know, get the calendar for our month of madness. And they were giving away a crazy prize every month. Like one prize was the Coldplay in London. And I was like, darn, I can't enter. <laughs> and another one was the Madonna in Rio. And it was just like huge prizes like that. But you had to get the calendar at the local mall. And then okay. each one was coded. Right. And then every morning they would announce a code. And if you heard your code, okay. you could call in and you were the winner for that day. So, you know, they made you, you know, do some stuff. And I think there was another way that if you went to some of the merchants in the mall and got stamps or something, there was another prize. Like, they really get the consumer we involved do doing all this fun stuff. We do have similar things. But, of course, what if they don't give all the calendars away? What if they don't use up all the codes? That means lots of prizes aren't given away. No, because usually what they do in that case is they'll call another number. Oh, okay. Right. Well, so sometimes they don't hear. We, we, we have a thing on the front cover of, of quite a lot of magazines where you, you call a premium rate hotline and if your front cover code matches the code they read out, then you know, you've won £10,000 or something. But you know, if, if, all, if all the magazines haven't been sold, then they're not going or to read out the code. Or not everybody calls in. Or not everybody calls in. So, so they ensure themselves not to have to give away the prize. That almost is sneaky, doesn't it? Mm, very. And I don't like it. <laughs> so let's learn a little bit about Kevin. When did you start entering? Well, I was walking down the street outside my office about 13 years ago, and I bumped into an actor friend of mine who said, oh, my girlfriend's just won 50 pounds from Roundtree's Fruit Gums, which is a little tube of um, sweets that we have here. And uh, I said, oh, what did she have to do for that? And he said, oh, she had to write a little limerick about fruit gums. And he told me what it was, and she won 50 pounds. And I thought, oh, well, that's good. And, and he, he said he'd subscribed to what we call a solutionist magazine. 
and I'd seen an, an advertisement for this magazine, and I thought, oh, actually, for £15, why not? It might be worth a try. And, and I literally just sent off £15, got the magazine, entered everything I could. And I remember the first thing I entered, I was watching television, and we have a, a show here called EastEnders. Oh, it's in Canada too. And, well, you had to write, you had to actually write who, who you had to come up with it with somebody you'd take on a, an English country cottage holiday with what, you. One of the actors on the show? No, it was nothing to do with the show. Oh. I just happened to be watching the show, and I couldn't think of anybody, and I, I kind of thought, oh, I'm just going to, to give up. And then I noticed that the actress who played Pauline Fowler, who by a strange quirk of fate is now one of my clients, she uh, was leading a rather sort of down at the life. And um, I thought, oh, she could, she could do with a little weekend or a week in an English country cottage. So I said, um, from city strife to country air, what a change from Albert Square, which is the fic fic fictional square the uh, show is set in. Anyway, I thought no more about it, sent my entry off, and um, I won a thousand pounds. Oh, good on you. And I thought, oh, great, it's so easy, I'll carry on. And of course, it isn't that easy, as we all know, but, you know, the persistence has paid off, and over the years, I've just managed to, amazingly, win, win loads of holidays, two cars, and, and some fantastic prizes. Well, that's one of the American sayings, it's patience, persistence, and postage. <laughs> Ah, okay, the three P's. But I guess here now it's persistence, patience, and pounds. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I always say take one step towards luck, and luck will take two steps towards you. That's, I love that. I'm going to quote you. That's my motto. I'll be invoicing later. <laughs> so what's your all-time favorite prize? Well, I've got a couple, actually. I once uh, won a fantastic weekend break at the Verve Clicquot Champagne House in France. And it wasn't until I got there that I realised that I was actually staying in the Verve Clicquot family house with my own housekeeper and butler. And every room had a fridge full of Verve Clicquot champagne. Holy so moly. So that was amazing. Uh, and I hosted a dinner party where the head of Verve Clicquot came and we tried some fantastic vintage wines. Fantastic vintage champagne, I might add. Um, and one of the other prizes I won which I'm slightly notorious for in this country, is that I won a um, golfing trip around the world, which enabled me to go to Bolivia and South America and Vegas and Scotland and Iceland. And I've never played golf before in my life, but there I was on these, the, the four most extreme courses in the world. <laughs> so um, how did you handle that? <laughs> well, when they rang and told me I'd won, I thought, oh no, I'm going to have to play golf. Um, because there were some really nice runners-up prizes, and I thought, uh, oh, quite nice to have a, a Pringle golf clothing jacket or fleece. And uh, when they said, you've won the first prize, what's your handicap? And are you going to bring your own golf clubs? And I said as a joke, oh, my handicap's about 900. And they, they kind of laughed. And they <laughs> said, what, what about your clubs? And I said, oh, I, I think you'd better hire them because they're, they're too heavy to trudge around the airport and uh, they did and it so wasn't, I'm going to guess really you don't own golf clubs do you? No, <laughs> I most certainly don't and it was only really at the end of the trip that I kind of admitted that I'd never played golf before if they hadn't worked it out but the guy who promoted the competition did say to me, he said listen, have you enjoyed yourself? And I said, oh it's been absolutely terrific, it's, it's just the most amazing experience and he said, well you've been a fantastic guest 
to come on the trip. So, you know, so it worked out really well. They didn't mind because at the end of the day, I I bought the product in order to enter the competition. I was one of their consumers. I just wasn't very good at golf. Now, what was the product? Well, you had to buy an item of Pringle golf clothing, and the cheapest thing I could find was a pair of shorts, which I've never worn. Oh, no. You didn't even take them on the trip? Oh, definitely not. Not with my legs. <laughs> but you look like Dave Foley. How could you rob? <laughs> well, he has a beard, so maybe his legs are oh, hairy. And better. Okay. <laughs> That's really funny. I know. But it, it was just the most extraordinary trip because it's not the kind of thing that you would pay for um, or could pay for. And just to end up playing golf in the Andes, wow! you know, from buying a pair of shorts, it, that, that was an incredible thing to happen, really. Now, what about, um, have you ever won anything really strange or you get a prize and you think, what in the world did I enter this for? Well... I entered my mother into a competition when she was alive and uh, she rang me up and said why is there a year's supply of Tampax on the doorstep <laughs> and I said oh you've won the second prize you didn't get the trip to Florida <laughs> so she was giving it away to all, <laughs> all comers <laughs> and you know a couple of weeks later <laughs> she rang up and said I've still got all this Tampax what am I going to do with it <laughs> Did you have to have I said it's get free. Why it? don't you get a market stall? Anyway, I, I actually advised her they, they would be rather useful at cleaning the windows. See, I would have taken it to the food bank. The food bank? You can't eat it. No, but they also asked for anything like shampoo and clean, like anything uh, okay. that people, right. diapers. Right, a kind of recycling thing. Anything that people could use. That if they don't have to spend their money on it, they could yeah. use to buy food. So anything. Uh, oh, okay, up. that's a good idea. So I would have taken it. You know, you can't eat it, but it's a generic name for. Well, she all gave it, she gave it away to quite a, quite a lot of people, a lot of very grateful. A lot of people, a year supply. A year supply. I often wondered who won that trip to Florida. We have a lot of seniors that go to Florida. Your mother would have loved it. Yeah, she would have. That's funny. But she went all over the world thanks to competition. So. Now you took your mum on the trips or did you uh, well, win her the trips? Well, huh? I, I took her to quite a lot of places because my, my father, God rest his soul, and never wanted to go anywhere. He never, he never wanted to travel anywhere. He never went abroad. And she desperately wanted to travel the world. So when I started entering competitions and winning prizes, prize trips to... India or, or South Africa or whatever, you know, I said, listen, I always gave her a first refusal because I knew there were places that she desperately wanted to see, so, so we did. And the, and the only place that she never got to, I won, I won an amazing trip to Argentina, and she was very interested in the life of Eva Peron, and oh. that, that's the only one I wish she had been able to go on, but she was just a little bit too frail by that time. Oh, and, too bad. Uh, but she saw the photos, so... Yeah, that would have been good. I hope you brought her something nice back. I did, yes. I good on you. What a good son. Yeah, exactly. You see, it's comping karma, isn't it? <laughs> do I like it, do that. Do as you would be done by. I like that. I'm going to put that up comping there. Comping karma. You're stealing comping. all my things now. I'm not stealing. I'll give you full credit. Not the credit I want. It's the lolly. <laughs> There's no lollies. I'm sorry. It's okay. 
I'll send you some Canadian chocolate, is that Yeah, sense? that'll do, that's fine. It's a deal. <laughs> do you have Kit Kat here? Yes, we do, and there was a fantastic promotion on it this year. They were giving away um, a car. Nice. I think it was every day or every week. Yes. I didn't win, but I ate quite a lot of Kit Kats. I discovered the other day, at the back of the fridge, a chocolate bar with a pin code in it, and the competition had expired. And I'm like, how could we have missed eating the chocolate I'm afraid, bar? I'm afraid you're a disgrace to the, <laughs> the comping community. How could you leave a code at the back of the fridge? I don't know. Actually, it was in the butter dish. It was That's in the even worse. It's in the <laughs> Explain yourself. In the fridge. It was in the butter compartment. Oh, well. And your husband hasn't filed for divorce? No, but you know, I did win a year supply lint, uh, $100 in lint chocolate, so maybe he was too wow. busy eating that instead of the... Um, and you're so slim as well. I gave a lot of it away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you made somebody happy. I made somebody happy. My husband's eating all the dark chocolate. I like white chocolate and milk chocolate, so that eliminated a lot of the bars. So oh, it's wow. good. But, it, yeah, it's fun. I like... I like the hobby because you never know what's going to show up. I like the Chris, what I call the Christmas aspect. Absolutely, absolutely. When there's a knock on the door and the, the postman's there, it's just, you know, with a parcel, you just think, oh, now what's this? Well, the one thing I know, I knew I was addicted to the hobby when I got a phone call and a gentleman said to me he was from Reader's Digest and my first thought was, oh my gosh, what did I win? And he said, no, we want to interview you for the magazine. And I went, oh. And then I went, wait a minute, that's good, that's good. <laughs> so I was so disappointed at first. You were I hoping it was going to be a million dollars or something. And I thought, afterwards I thought, okay, wow, this hobby is like way too far because my first thought was that I won something. And it was for, well, I guess I'll label it business. Well, the worst thing for us here is when there's a postal strike, that is the worst time for any, <gasps> any compo. We can't bear it if there's a postal strike or... The postman doesn't come one day. It's, it's you know, depression only, time. I'm the only person that looks forward to Mondays, and I run to yeah, the post exactly. box every day. Um, it, and I whip through. If there's a bill, I don't notice it. I'm looking for the absolutely for the wins. What did or I win? Or what if did you I have win? a missed call on your mobile, I mean, it's panic stations. They could be calling somebody else to say they've won. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Now here, uh, in Canada, rather, they. Many times in the U.S., unless it states in the rules, if they can't get a hold of you, they go on to the next person, yeah. they will leave a message okay. and give you an opportunity to get back to you. Do, do they automatically call the next person or do they? Well, I think it depends on the individual promoter. I, I would like to think that if they don't get a hold of you, they will either leave a message or try again. But I have heard of people saying, you know, I, I, I missed the call and when I rang them back, they said, I'm sorry, we didn't hear from you, we've had to choose somebody else. So always check your mobile. And always check your emails, because you sometimes get notification by email, and it can go into a spam folder or junk folder. And oh yeah, double check the spam folder before you delete yeah. it. This, this trip I got notified by email, and I tell people they want to know how they can tell the difference between a spam and a legitimate win. And so it had a person's name on it, and I didn't recognize, but it said, see, 
you know, Smart Set C. Duffy Live in London contest. And I went, okay, I remember entering exactly. that. Exactly. I remember the competition. So I clicked on it and I read it and it said I was the grand prize winner. And I printed it. She attached a copy of the rules because they usually have attachments. So some people are scared to open them, but it was a copy of the rules and a copy of the release form. So I'm reading the rules, and I saw the secondary prizes, and I thought, no, I won something. I won the little $100 gift card and a CD. Then I went back and read the email, and I'm like, no, I'm the grand prize winner. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm 40 miles, but I won the trip to London. Well, some people say to me, oh, I had a, an email or a letter saying I've won £150,000. Do you think it's true? And I say, well, did you enter the competition? No, I haven't entered anything. Well... Why would anybody give you £150,000 out of the blue? The most famous one is, I have won the British lottery, the Australian lottery, the Austrian lottery, the Swiss lottery, the Dutch lottery, the German lottery, you know. And you're staying I in this hotel? Yeah, and I should be the, yeah, I should be the world's richest woman. Those are yeah. scams. And you should never have to pay to get a prize. Absolutely not. Absolutely That's not. the same here. You never yeah, pay to get a prize. Way. No. Now, do you pay tax on your prize? No, we don't. No tax at all. Well, thank God, after you have to buy the pro product. And no, no tax on national lottery wins and no tax on our premium bonds. What's what? Premium bonds are basically bonds you can buy from the government and they have a, a monthly prize list. The top prize is, there are two top prizes of a million pounds working right down to 50 pounds. So you can have a maximum so they're holding. Like saving, they're like savings bonds. They're like savings bonds, but they, 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 don't, they don't attract any interest. The interest is paid out in prizes. So the maximum holding is £30,000, the minimum is £100, and every month there's a prize structure, and they just notify you. They just, you just get a cheque through the post. And it's, it's Do you have any? Of course I have them, yeah. I win, yeah, I I win, totally I have I win nearly every month. Not a million pounds, I might add, but... Last, last month I had £200. Enough that would be interest. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I mean, I think if you have the maximum holding, you're likely to have 12 or 13 prizes every year, and the, the average kind of interest, I suppose, is about 6%, 5 to 6%, depending on how, how many people buy. Have. That's actually a really... Boy, I like that idea. Yeah, it's good, because you could get... On the first of every month, you could get somebody knocking on the door with a cheque for a million pounds. Or even two checks for a million. And it's a good way to save. Like if you need yeah. to save money yeah, for something anyway, like and you also need to you can instantly get at it. So if you need it, you can just cash the bonds in at the post office. Well, gee, that's a good way to save money. So instead yeah. of opening a savings account, go get premium bonds. So yeah. not only is your money away, you could win a lot of money. Or and even sometimes it's fascinating because you can go online to see, and the. Um, Sometimes somebody with just five pounds, uh, a five pound holding that they bought in 1960 or something has won the million pound prize. Crazy. It's, it's not a foregone conclusion that the people with the most bonds win the highest prizes. No, because it's uh, obviously a random it's draw. It's totally random, yeah. That's awesome, and your name's in the hat every month just because yeah. you're holding. Yeah. Well, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Do you have to be in the country to get those? I was going to say, it's a reason to move to the UK, isn't it? <laughs> no, but do you have to be a UK resident to I buy them? Do. I think you do. I oh, might be, I might be to, wrong, but I think you I'm do. I'm going to go check the rules on that one, because if not, I'm going <laughs> to start saving pounds. Well, if, if, pounds. You, if you want to give money to the British government, that's absolutely fine. No, seriously. Boost like, our economy. We need it. We all need it, but but I have a chance to win, and then I could, move, I could, buy, I could buy a house here. Yes. 
I like, I, like I, you I do like your sense of optimism, Carolyn. I really do. Now it have to be small because the loss that I was looking at on Thames are start at 1.5 million yes. pounds. Yes, it's not cheap to live here. So it's not cheap to live here. I'd have to get something a little smaller, but that's okay. Maybe a trailer somewhere. A weekend, a weekend house. A weekend trailer. A weekend trailer. Okay, no. Okay. I'll buy the house next to yours. It'd be annoying. <laughs> I'm moving. <laughs> well, that's really interesting. Yeah. So how many different entry methods do you have? In Canada, we have five. Canada and the US, we have five. We have what we call in-person. So you might go in a restaurant and they say, leave your business card and you yes, come in. We have or that. they have a box in the yeah, store and you yeah. fill out and That's, you We call drop that post-in-store. In. Okay, post-in-store. And then we have call-in. So many radio stations will have, you know, fifth caller through yeah. to this, our contest yeah, we have line wins. So you got that. Yeah. Mail-in. Which could be postcard or plain paper or right. entry form. Like a mail-in, yeah, you have to mail in a... You literally have to put a stamp on it and post it. Well, the entry forms have, are like on postcards sometimes? Well, sometimes they are, but but you're talking about postcards, entry forms... Anything you paper mail, in, yeah, mail yeah, in. Yeah, we have that a lot. Now, what about online? Yes, lots of online competitions. But they are normally one entry per person, unless it is a daily competition where they they uh, you know encourage you to enter every day. Now we have a lot of those. We have a diff we have a lot of those. You don't you don't seem to have them here? No, and unless they're giving away a different prize every day. If they're giving away one prize, like a holiday or a car, they will normally let you enter once and then if you enter again a little box will appear saying, You have already entered. That's called a repeat entry block. <laughs> well, and we have that all the time. Actually, but at the I moment, like we them. Have, at the moment, we do have a, a lot of daily ones because it's near Christmas, so we have Advent uh, competitions. But I like those repeat entry blocks because sometimes you forget. You, you forget. Yeah, absolutely. And so it saves you from disqualifying uh, absolutely. yourself. So it's actually, um, it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing to get irritating, that. Irritating, but good. Yeah, irritating, but in a good way. Because you don't want to disqualify yourself. No, no, not at all. And I know in Canada, some companies don't pay. Like, there's... there's costs involved in adding extra features to every promotion. Some companies don't pay for that. Okay. So you could potentially disqualify yourself if you don't remember. Yeah. I probably have many, many times. Yeah. I think we probably all have. It's very hard to keep track of everything. So, and then the last one is text messaging, which you said is starting to get really popular here. Increasingly so. And in fact, we I gave you some entry forms, or leaflets, I should say, earlier on. Uh, and they are readily available in a lot of supermarkets and then they will give you the text details on the actual leaflet and also in supermarkets when it's a text competition they normally have very large hanging boards from the ceiling with all the text details on. I'm going to scan those and post them to my blog so everyone can see what sample entry forms there are in the yes. UK so people can get an idea of what the entry forms actually look like. So I'll be posting that on my website when, as soon as I get a chance and get over the jet lag. You lead such a glamorous life, don't I you? Do, don't I? <laughs> it's fun though. I like it. I meet all kinds of interesting people. We all like it, and we've we I've made so many fantastic friends through it, and and and, and I've met so many interesting people that I would never have met in my normal everyday life. Now, one of the things I like about the hobby is you meet. You meet people and they 
they poo-poo the hobby or they roll the you won again and you get the big eye roll or they ask you how you enter and then you get the big glaze over and the reason it's fun to have what I call a contesting buddy is that you don't get that you tell them you won something and they jump up and down with you and they clap yeah, and good yeah, for you yeah. and they oh isn't Definitely. that amazing and you it's must have the same here. Exactly the same here. it's actually quite irritating when you talk to a non-comping friend because they're either irritated by the fact that you've won something again or they're slightly jealous or they start thinking oh well I'm going to do it it's you know it's so easy it's so easy and of course we know that it isn't you know you have to persevere well in the if you've seen the movie the prize winner read, actually read the book the prize winner defines Ohio yeah. Dorothy Schaefer says you have to really want to enter yes and it and it it is well, it, it is an addiction. It's in your blood. It is an addiction. I think some people do take it too far. They enter for anything and everything and end up winning something that somebody would genuinely like. And they try and sell it on or they, they, they don't turn up at the event. And I think that's a bit sad because there are some people out there who would genuinely love to win tickets to The Sound of Music or whatever it is. And I think it's a shame when people enter just for the sake of winning and don't use the tickets or don't give them away. It's well, sometimes if I win something, I always, I either use it or I share it. So if yeah. something comes up, like, you know, I have to get something, something happens, I mean, life happens, and I suddenly can't go. Exactly. Or I get a conflict, or well, I read enough. the rules and I made a mistake on the date, then I make sure I give them to a friend. I mean, a, pr a promoter said to me that um, they had phoned somebody to say they'd won a car, and you would imagine that the winner's reaction would have been, oh, how amazing, you know, jumping up and down on the spot, screaming even. And she said, what colour is it? And they said, well, red. And she said, oh, I wanted a white one. Oh, my God. So that's a bit, you know, you kind of think that's not really good for the promoter who are running this um, amazing competition, giving away all these prizes, to be met with that kind of negative response. I was so excited when I went this trip. I called the marketing coordinator at the sponsor's company, and I was so excited. I left on the message that I was so excited I was going to meet Hillary Duff. <laughs> like, I was just Well, it could have been room. worse. It could have been Hillary Clinton. But, you know, because it was Duffy, and I was just so excited. And then I went, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I was like, I left this verbal. She must have thought I was insane on the message. I was so excited. Carolyn, how could anyone think you were insane. Oh, a lot of people do. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, though, and I think, I, like I, I mentioned earlier, I say this hobby attracts the good crazies. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and I have not had any other contester disagree with me when I make that statement, because they know it's, it's true. It's absolutely true. I mean, I think you have to bring a certain eccentricity to it, really. I mean, I, I think I'm eccentric with it, really, because it's just mad. You, you do mad things in order to enter, in order to win. Yeah, but you also get to experience things. What I like about the hobby, and it sounds like from some of the prizes you've described in this interview, is there's, there's two things you could win. You could win things that are just not normally in your budget. Yes. You may not be able to afford those extra theater yes. tickets. You might not be able to afford that extra weekend away. So it's a way to enhance your, your everyday life style. Exactly. And then there's prizes that you could win that you could never buy. Like do you have, have you ever won a prize that you 
you know, that money can't buy? Well, I, I think my golfing trip around the world w was really in that category because it... How much was that one? I think it was probably worth about £20,000. So that's four, like that's wow, that's like forty thousand dollars. Because some of the flights were business class, the hotels were first class, and the whole fact that, that they took several people, they had a, they wrote an article in, in Golf Monthly magazine here with all the photographs, and I I think. Are you willing to share a copy of that? No. <laughs> and I'm gonna um, Google it. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have a beard then. I didn't quite look like Dave Foley then, but um, in my younger slimmer days. Uh, I, I think something like that you would never probably choose to, 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 to buy, do. and I don't know whether you could. I don't know whether you could uh, buy a golfing trip that went to the four most extreme courses in the world. Yeah. So I, I think something like that's extraordinary, and and there have been prizes. I think that there was a prize a couple of years ago here, uh, where the prize was thirty thousand pounds to spend on the most deserving thing, and and somebody wanted to build a garden at a cancer hospital and then, uh, I mean yes money would buy that but but where would you get the money from and I think that was um, quite an inspired thing to so to that was the prize so she yeah. got to build a garden at a for cancer. patients at a cancer hospital and that How sounds cool pretty amazing that? because that, that would have brought or will bring so much pleasure and serenity to patients undergoing chemotherapy or, or other treatments and you know I don't think you, the money can't buy that really. No, and you're famous for your English garden, so it must be spectacular. <laughs> Not my garden. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. So that, 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 I think that's a wonderful prize. That's just a really, uh, you know, really inspirational thing. Well, we have one going on right now where you can enter to win $5,000 for a charity. And if you're, it's a random draw, so if you're selected, you get a coffee maker and a grinder and a year supply of organic coffee. Oh, that's good. So you get a nice little gift pack. And the charity gets something And the charity well. gets $5,000. Yeah. So I think that's a good... Yeah. I would love I like to win those, that. I like those kind of competitions. And they have a lot where you win 1000 and you donate 1000 Oh, okay. So the, the prize is actually 2000 but yeah. you get half and the charity of your choice good. gets Good, good. There should be half. more like that. Yeah, it is good, isn't it? kind of spreads the conscious well, karma. Well, uh, not only that, but you don't feel that you're being so greedy or, or grabbing, which I think um, compers contestants are seen as. They're seen as, you know, wanting something for nothing, which I'm sure most of us would agree with, but we're not necessarily greedy. No, see, I want to change that perception. My goal is to make the marketers realize we're consumers who like to have fun. Exactly. And, and at the end of the day, they're, they're raising awareness of their product, so they can't lose because promoting a competition is probably a lot cheaper than, than running an ad on a TV commercial. And to viral it out, it goes really, really quick. Yeah. Especially the ones that give you an extra entry for every friend you, you know, refer to. Yes, we kind of think that's a little bit dangerous here because unless you ask your friend first, you know, that person could end up with an awful lot of unwanted oh, attention. Oh, that's one of my tips. You have a circle of friends yeah, yeah. that are expecting those yeah, entries. Yeah, that's fine. And they have two kinds. They have open-ended and closed loop. Open-ended means if I send you the competition, like if I fill your name in as yeah. one of them, I just get an entry, an extra entry. You don't have to enter. And then there's what they call closed loop where if I enter you, you have to click the link in the yes. email 
and then enter. So that's that's a closed loop. Yeah. So there's two kinds. So there's certain people that I will only refer to the open-ended ones because I know they won't enter. I yeah, said, oh, yeah. you're going to get emails. Just ignore them. I just yeah. get an extra entry. And they're like, okay. As long as it doesn't generate any They spam don't care. No, but you know what I tell people? If you're on the Internet, the sad reality of being yeah. on the Internet is you have to have really good anti-spam, really good antivirus, just generally really good PC protection. Yeah. Because you know what? I know people that don't enter and get more spam than I do. Yeah. That this, that has nothing to do with... If you're connected to the Internet, you have to protect your PC, period. That's unfortunately the reality of being online. You are a wise woman. I am a wise woman. I was really smart and had my husband write the entire techno techie chapter in my book. <laughs> because <laughs> I just say... Load it on, hun. What do I need? And make sure I'm protected. And he does. Well, good. It's sensible. But, yeah, you need to do that. And a lot of people that have... Now, if you have a large senior population that's been contest or, you know, entering competitions for a long time, because I noticed in the United States, when I go to the conventions, there's a very large senior population that's really, really miffed that it's moving from... Um, mail-in sweepstakes, which they've been doing for 20 years, to online, and they're yeah, really yeah. not comfortable using the computers. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, in, in our club in London, uh, we do have uh, quite a number of people over the age of 80 who are acti awesome. actively using the computer to share information and to make entries. So, you know, three cheers for them. They, they kind of, they've decided to move with the times, and I think if you can't beat them you have to join them um, I, I think those kind of people have seen the competition scene in the UK change dramatically over the last 40 years I mean it's changed since I started doing it and it's, it's changed even more radically I would say in the last three or four years with the with the advent of, of text competitions and, and the change in legislation here you know the competition scene has changed but instead of weeping and wailing about it, I think you have to go with it. You're not going to necessarily change it back overnight, and therefore <laughs> you need several telephones, mobile phones, so that you can make lots of entries by text. You need to get your laptop up and running so you can enter lots of internet competitions or email competitions, uh, while still looking for the entry forms in the supermarkets and, and other places which run competitions. And you just have to go with it. You have to move with the times. Do and, you track your wins? Yes. Do you use a spread? Like, how do you try? I use a spreadsheet. Uh, I'm not that sophisticated, I'm afraid, but I, I, I certainly, I, well, when it comes to writing my tiebreakers, I keep them all in the book, so I know exactly which one has won if I've entered something more than once in a different name. And, um, I mean, I think probably my success rate, although people think I'm, I'm hugely successful, I think my success rate is certainly no more than 4 or 5%. See, I tell people I win less than 1% of what I enter, so... But then, you know, if you win a car and a, and a fantastic holiday somewhere, then... Who cares? Actually, even if you don't win anything else that year, you, you've actually done it's pretty okay. It's worth all your time. Yeah, exactly. And it's fun. It's great fun. What else would we do? I have no idea what I'd do with my time if I had stopped entering. Well, I'd probably have to take to drink. Or eat even more chocolate. That's not good. Or enter competitions as the Dave Foley lookalike. You know what? If I see a Dave Foley lookalike contest, I'm still ringing you <laughs> up. We're going to win. Together we'll win. Where do we get the beard from? 
He has to grow it probably. Oh, we could Photoshop it in. <laughs> you I, think, do I think that would not count as an original photo. <laughs> well, by You'd the time you won and flew over, you could grow well, it. Oh, yeah, exactly. You'd have time. And if they say, well, it doesn't look quite the same, you go, well, you know. I trimmed it up to look for the better for the... For How the do you think Dave Foley would feel? Good, because you look like him. <laughs> I can't wait to get on Google and they have a had, They had one. They had uh, a competition for Stephen Colbert lookalike in Canada on the Comedy mm -hmm. Network. And they had this guy win and he got to fly to New York and be in the audience and get interviewed by Stephen. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's fun. Well, we got to find the competition first. I'm sure you will. I have a feeling. <laughs> We just put it out to you. You find every competition, don't you? I mean, you, you must you must be totally aware of virtually everything that's going on. Yes and no. You know, one thing people tell me is they're very concerned that because it's going online and because it's doing this, because it's doing that, and it's easier for people to enter, at least in Canada and the US. Yes. That their odds of winning are going down, and they're complaining about it. And I said yes, but there are so many competitions out there. I don't have time to enter them all. Mm. It's ver it's impossible to enter every promotion out there. But also, what I say so to those people is, somebody still has to win. It could be you. So there's so many out there that there yes. is enough prizes for everybody. Well, that's true. Yes, the odds might have gone down, but you know that's the game we play. But if the odds have gone down, why do I win five promotions at least every month? Well, the odds are no. stacked against you anyway, so why do you bother to do it at all? Because you love doing it. Yeah, because I love the hobby from beginning to end. I love finding a competition. I like entering about it. I love being on the site and thinking, oh, look at that. I could be in Hawaii. Or, ooh, look at that well, car. Well, feels Ooh, green, look at that basket it? of goodies. Yeah, ooh, I yeah, could use more face yeah. cream. I'm almost out. I didn't I'm like to say winning. anything. Oh, <laughs> thanks. That was a joke. Yeah, sure. And um, so I, you know, I spend the time dreaming. It's like we have the big thing. Um, our lottery says one of the big lottery slogans is "Just imagine." Well, that's what I do. I imagine, and yeah, then I'm doing the entry. We're feeding our fantasies, really, aren't we? Right, and then I, and then I like, you know, trying out different entry methods. Well, do I win more trying to call in on the radio, or if I bail something in, or what are my odds on that? And I actually track on my spreadsheet how you know wh which method won. Okay. If I if I was in person, if I won on the radio, if I won you know texting, and one year, like sixty percent of my wins were via text. And do you think uh, do you think there was a reason for that? Well. I, it's a little bit of a cheat because they were having a daily promotion and every day I won one song music download for 99 cents. But I count that as a win. <laughs> right. Don't you count everything right from the 99 cent win right up to the, the car? Well, I, 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 yeah, I guess so. I probably wouldn't enter for the 99 cent win. Well, no, because you were also entered in for the grand prize oh, draw else. to yeah. see this band anywhere in North America. I think these days we're just happy to win anything, whatever it is. So time's almost up, and what we're going to do is, is there any other advice I think that you could give us? It's very easy to become negative when you don't win anything or when you haven't won anything for a while, and I think you really do just have to keep positive and persevere and carry on.
because thereby hangs the secret of being an eternal winner. Now, I was so excited to be here at London that I have completely forgotten to tell everyone how to win this issue's prize. So, if you remember from every show, you have to send enter me at contestqueen.com so E-N-T-E-R M-E at contestqueen.com and what I want you to put in is in the headline, okay we have a couple of prizes the first one I'm just looking it up here, a little slow today with the internet. Okay, so our first prize is oh we have two prizes. Shelley's hand printing service. She has donated a set of 50 hand-printed 3x5, so it will save you all that handwriting. So send in to Shelley's in the subject line with your name and address in the body, and you'll be entered for that one, and you can enter the other uh, sweepstakes, and it is Savvy Sweepers. I have two more of her binders to give away. A sweepstakes wind binder and a sweepstakes new flutter binder. So put binder in the subject line with your name and address, and that will be drawn um, at the next show. So make sure you do that. So enter me with Shelley's in the title, or and or you can enter twice binder in the title, and we'll be drawing for those. And look at my newsletter because I have started announcing the winners. If you want to see who won um, the fish money from last issue. So I want to thank Kevin for taking out his time this evening to come make the crazy contest queen who won a trip to London <laughs> <laughs> and spend dinner with us and spend an hour talking to uh, all the comp competitors, sweepstakers, and contesters out there. All those busy people. All those busy, <laughs> crazy, good crazy people. It's been people. a pleasure. Thank you so much. <laughs>